Oh, damn you! Information podcast contains themes and subject matter that may be inappropriate for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Misinformation Podcast, episode 204. With you, as always, I'm Zach, and today we have a very special guest host. Uh, It's been a little while, but I know you guys are ready to have him come climbing back in. Ladies and gentlemen, get him, Steve Dave. Welcome, welcome. Howdy. Hey, hey, it's nice to have you on as an actual guest host rather than a guest. Oh, that's the same here. It's good to be on as a guest host instead of just as a guest. And I think it's uh, it's a good it's going to be a good time because uh, what what I like about you is you uh, uh, very often have a completely different take on things than I do. Oh yeah. So it should make it a, a little bit more uh, 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 strife filled, perhaps. Mm, yes. You know. You know. I'm I'm pro taking pictures of high schools. You're probably anti <laughs> taking pictures of high schools. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 pro uh, uh, living a life uh, where I'm not confined uh, by the state. You may be pro confined by the state in just a matter of time. Well, it is three meal, you know, three hot meals on a cot. So can't go wrong in that. Hots in a cot, yes. Yeah, three hot three hots on a cot. Yay. <laughs> Uh, even if even if uh, your cot is shared with a large, uh, large burly man who likes to draw boobs on your back. Oh, well, at least it's on my back. <laughs> you don't have to look him in the eye unless yeah, you absolutely, yeah. absolutely yeah. have to. Uh, did, uh, did you see? That, did you see that photo of the tattoo? The guy has he's got a whole girl tattooed on his back, and the no. buttocks are her breasts. And like he apparently got sent to jail. Oh, and he was their dream date. Yeah, it was something like that. Oh, I can't remember. Wow. I saw it on Reddit. Oh, God, I think I would have had just had the whole thing blocked out. <laughs> if well, I knew. well, if you're going to jail, it's not like you can go, well, yeah, we'll take it all off now. I mean, what's, what's how much it cost to remove? And, oh. But you know what? I'm sure they could convince the government to remove it for, for him. It would cause them less problems trying to keep all the dudes off of him. Oh, yeah, well, wasn't there, there was that guy, he was, he was being tried, and he had, like, swastikas all... Uh, tattooed on his face, oh. and he he got prison system to remove it because it would give him it wouldn't allow him to have a fair trial. Oh, I bet that yeah, I could see that I suppose. But that's but, a, the state removing it for that reason. Well, I could see them going for it. What I think I think it's ridiculous because it's like he put himself in that position. Yes, like, you know he was dumb enough to get swastikas on his face as well as 
break the law, allegedly. Yes. Uh, so why shouldn't he have to go through trial like that? Mm. I think he should. My my personal opinion that he should have to go through trial. Uh, you know, once an idiot, you, you want to brand yourself an idiot, you should have to uh, suffer the consequences. Hmm. Oh, it's it's like oh, what did what was that recently? The guy who paid what was it fifty thousand dollars to have all the porn sites tattooed on his face, and now he's got a Kickstarter to get him removed. <laughs> Always thinking ahead, that guy. I guess. Uh, yeah. Well, he's in Alaska, so it's not like there's much to notice. You know. Well, and what can he offer uh, as as Kickstarter uh, uh, benefits? You know, uh, if you're in the $100 tier, I'll thank you. If you're in the $200 tier, I'll also thank you. I'll have the tattoo reform to be your name, dot com. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, wait a minute. Maybe Misinformation Podcast should get in on this bandwagon here. Well, it can't, uh, it can't be any worse than the $5 spent on Tosh. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Hey, that I'll have you know, thousands, maybe maybe millions of people saw that. They just don't know that they saw that. They subliminally saw it, which is the good part. Right. So there's people uh, walking around this great nation, uh, saying to themselves, "Why, why, why does misinformation sound yeah. like it's really appealing to me?" Yeah. Instead of actively downloading it, they're downloading it in their dreams. <laughs> yeah. Or just thinking, it'd be great if there was a podcast called Misinformation, but I won't bother looking for it because yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know why why I would be thinking that right now. There's been divorces called because some guy just screamed out misinformation during sex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, misinformation podcast, ruining lives one download at a time. Yes. Uh. That can be our, our claim to fame since uh, we don't have much else going on right now. <laughs> Ah, so what's new in Gidham's world? Uh, nothing much. Can't wait to start work soon. Yeah, it's coming up this month, right? Uh, yes, the uh, 15th, we're supposed, to start, we're supposed to start training, which means that the horses get to go around the track, and that's when they bring us back in. So is there a racing, uh, a horse track racing season? Yeah, uh, it depends. There's, lo- there's Usually it's year-round. So okay. when they leave us up here, they go down to Florida. And then now uh, they'll go from Florida to Pennsylvania. It's, there's, there's always supposed to be horse racing going on. So it's like a traveling deal. They yeah. the same horses race on different tracks for yeah, different like we, amounts of time. Yeah, like we have we have two horses that used to race down here. Now they're racing up in New York because New York has a better purse structure because they have oh. more money for the racing. So, right. and the owners get that money, right? The owners and the trainers. Okay. So okay. And the trainers. What does a jockey get? Like a kiss on the lips? I think they get ten percent. Okay. Of the purse, I'm 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 the you know as, as a horse owner I should know this stuff. And I don't, you know, people come to me, ask me how to bet. I said, I don't know how to bet. I said, I can put $2 across the board on a horse. That's about it. And that's what my bets usually are. It's like $4 across the board for a total bet of 12 bucks. But as an owner, you get a percentage if they win, right? No, I'm just an owner for, um, it's, it's like our farm has a, our farm has a racing stable, which doesn't actually, the stable doesn't have to exist. It's just the name. So if my father wants to race a horse, since he's registered to the farm stable, they'll run it under my name. So I don't get any benefits off of it, trust me. Oh, that sucks. No, because horses cost a lot of money. I mean, your average horse trainer goes at least $70 a day. 70 70 Yes, 70 a day. A day. Well, that's not, that's not terrible, though. I your, mean... Your better trainers get like 80 or 90 a day per horse. And you that's that's just money right there. Especially right. if you break, if you think about it and break it down to what they're actually paying for. But if you so. had a group of people, a group of people that that owned a horse, they'd split that cost amongst themselves, right? Yeah, yeah. It's still a lot of money, though. Mm-hmm. 
You know, especially and if they don't win, that's you know. Right. Yeah. If he's yeah. a slow horse, well, then they're then you, they're glue. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. you know then you can then you own stock in Elmers at that point. Mm, yeah. See, I don't know much about horse racing at all. I mean, we used to have uh, dog racing around here, the you know greyhounds. Okay. That was not exciting at all. Well, I, I heard they get messed up if they ever catch the rabbit, though. Oh, you know they they don't. Sometimes they do, and they get really messed. They get really hurt, supposedly. Oh, because it's going so fast. Yeah, and then they're and, they're latching onto it, and then they get sh- just oh. get dragged along. Oh yeah, because yeah. they probably don't know to let go. Yeah. Ooh. So yeah, I'd take a. That'd take a fast dog, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, I could tell you though. You see some of the you see some of the spells of the track, and you can't believe that the horse just gets up and walks away. Yeah, I mean, we had one where the the jockey he got he got. I mean, the horse took out a rail and oh. was over was bleeding, and the horse just took off, just kept running. And that's a, they that's brought, a big beast, a horse. They are, yeah. Fifty. I mean, and they don't stop. That's the thing is, they well, they really can't stop because they. For racing, they have aluminum shoes, and you know a horseshoe is U-shaped, right? And the top of the U is what is facing forward. That's okay. where, you, and you usually have a piece of metal there called a toe grab. That's what gives them the the pull. But when they go to stop, they put the back, which is the end of the U, down, and that's all aluminum. So aluminum on black top is like ice, oh. and oh, they'll just slide. So you're saying after it's gone through the rail and has made it out to somewhere that's not track oh, anymore? Yeah, and that well. That's what it is. That's where our job comes in because when I where I work, we run the gates, and we have to close the gates and open the gates. You know when they're training, and when we get a loose horse, the the outriders they're the people who they ride. When the people are training in the morning, they ride around the outside and just you know they kind of go around slow. If there's a loose horse, well they're on a horse that's more calm and more trained, and their job is to run up and catch the horse. Okay. But their main they mostly want to get the horses off the track. Because you have, you figure, 40, 50 horses on a track and one horse running around loose. And you don't know what direction they're running because when they're on the track in the morning, slower horses go uh, opposite the way they race, and the faster horses go the way that they normally race. At the same time? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's nuts. If you ever look at a horse track, they're about, you know, maybe 50, 60 feet wide or more. I'm hard wouldn't, it, wouldn't it make more sense to go the same direction, just keep the slower horses on the outside? No, because... Because you want them to go fast when they go in the normal way that they race, which is, I guess, um, hold on, I'm trying to think about it, is clockwise. No. No, no, counterclockwise, counterclockwise. So they go, when they're going clockwise, when they're going clockwise, they're going slower. So they're just jogging, warming up, or cooling down. When they want them to start racing, they spin them around and take them off in the way that they normally run. It just seems like a disaster waiting to happen, though. And, you know, that's why when a horse gets loose... The outriders want the horse off the track or caught. The owners want them on the track because there's less chance of them getting hurt because they're just on dirt. Right. Well, and, and when they hit that asphalt or concrete, that's got to be hard on their legs too. Not, but no, not really because there's a transition off the there's 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 dirt ramps that come off the track, and then there's like a dirt path. And yeah, what it is is though it's it's just like when a dog goes or a cat goes from um, carpet to wood. It's right. They have traction. All of a sudden, they don't have traction when they're trying to stop. They have traction when they're accelerating because the steel toe grabs will grab onto the blacktop, but the aluminum part won't when they go to stop. Right, but I mean, their their legs aren't made for that kind of like, you know, the asphalt or the concrete doesn't have the give that grass or or dirt or or clay or sand would have. Yeah, so you know, you know, but they're loose. You know, you just you're just trying to keep them 
an eye for them where they'll hit a, a, a sawhorse and send that sawhorse flying 20 feet, and the horse doesn't even slow down. Wow. Yeah. And, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's why you know you got to keep your eye, you got to keep your ears open when you're there because they'll just come out of nowhere. So does that happen a lot that the horses get loose? Uh, you hope not, but uh, three four times a week at least. No shit. But you're you're training for like four hours in the morning, so and it usually starts before the sun comes up. So sometimes you get somebody out there, they're still kind of waking up, and the horse is still kind of waking up, and the horse will just literally if a, if a horse doesn't want you on its back, a horse will literally fall down on you, and because really? it doesn't hurt them, they can fall down and you know be fine. Yeah, it just seems like you should have rodeo clowns out there for crying out loud. That's what the outriders kind of are, you know. They're you know. They're there to catch the horses or get them off the track. One of the two. But they're they're not dressed like rodeo clowns. No, they usually have you know, like uh, like rain slickers on or something. You know, so yeah. you kind of recognize them. It'd be a lot so. cooler if they were dressed like rodeo clowns. It would be, but you know, it's <laughs> it horses get spooked by that kind of stuff. You you get out there and you get out there and throw your hands up, they'll just go nuts. So that's there's such a there's such a a flighty animal. They are. You know, I, you know, you know, I they see. They weigh 800 pounds and they're scared of everything. You know, 800 you know? light. That's, I mean, you're talking at least 1,000 usually. Jesus. Wow. 1,000 to 1,200. Wow. So, yeah. No thanks. I'll pass. You know, I, like I said, I live on a horse farm so I don't mind being around them. Right. Some people get, you know, instantly intimidated by them and you, I say you have to have a healthy fear of them because like, you know, the wind can literally blow up their ass and they get spooked and they just go nuts. Right, and they'll take off into a car. They they do that all the time. Now they and they they'll bite too, right? They yeah they they'll bite. Have you but ever they, been bit? Uh, not really. I've had my jacket bit because you're not paying attention and they're behind you. Right, like you're standing near a stall and you're not paying attention. The horse is behind you, and you know he's getting closer and closer, and you're not paying attention. He'll just try to take a bite out of you. Which is it's weird because it's not like they want to eat you. I mean, no, they're, but they're, they, you know they just want your attention basically. Yeah, but they um in the wild I've seen you know you know like the nature documentaries where a a colt was a little ba- a little foal was having trouble standing up, you know, and it wasn't you know it was just, it must have had a birth defect or something, and the stallion of the, the 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 herd grabs this thing by its neck with its teeth and just smacks it around. I mean, just picks it up and just slams it down. Wow! And kills it. So it's seeing so. you. It's seeing you get them as that. <laughs> As that fool <laughs> who's just not able to stand and is trying to yeah. do you a favor. Yeah, I had one the other day. I was I was putting a halter on him in the in the um, in the barn, and he just smacked my hand up against the side of the stall gate, and the top of my hand, you know, hits the stall gate, and my whole entire hand went numb. No kidding. Because just because yeah, you got a you know you got a huge wow. animal with the neck just smacking against something metal and just you know. Well, you know, I, I have an uncle that uh, he was walking next to a, a fence, and the horse reached over the fence and grabbed him by like his love handle, and, <laughs> oh, and, oh. and picked him up off the ground. Yeah, yeah. It's, I it's, had a. It's just weird. Like, why? You know, like I didn't do anything to you, horse. You know. Well, they don't have hands, so that's they do everything with their mouth. They some of them will open up gates with their mouths. They're saying it's hello. Just, yeah. <laughs> I you know I had a, I was in a stall with the mare, and the mare just. It was she was a mare and her baby, and she just t- uh, swung her head around, and she hit me and threw me across the across the stall. Ah, just but just by swinging her head around. Jesus, doesn't and, she know you've had enough trauma? 
Yeah, uh, <laughs> but you know, like I said, I, I, you know, she was a bear here. She wasn't like attacking me. Right. She just swung her head around and caught me and just threw me across the stall. Well, and I suppose the amount of weight behind, like from the shoulders forward, it's oh, not yeah. like a, you know, if a person kind of bumps their head against you, you're gonna maybe yeah. feel it. But that's a lot of weight and a lot of centrifugal yeah. force. You yeah, know, uh, that's it's like a giant pendulum. Yeah, that's why you know, like I said, you gotta have a healthy fear. <sighs> I think I don't want anything to do with it, man. <laughs> I just <laughs> I'll, the, I'll, I'll know, stick with the, cats and dogs. Yeah, you know, and I'll, you know, like I said, I'd rather deal with animals than people because people are just stupid. You know, animals at least there's some reason behind what they do. Yeah, yeah, or at least predictability, sort of. I guess you know, yeah, and it, it, sort yeah. of, sort of. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Again, so like, well, oh, I, like I said, just I'd rather deal with animals than people, though. So. So going back to work next month. Uh, anything else new? Any any wild adventures no no that was mostly it have you uh have you been keeping up on the news you did you read anything about this kid who got uh uh suspended from school for biting his pop tart into the shape of a gun okay you know when it comes to stuff like this i think zero tolerance is stupid mm-hmm. but i understand why we have zero tolerance and it's because of the parents because parents are stupid uh, no because parents think that everyone parents think that everyone is a special little snowflake and also, if you don't react to something or do something about it and something down the road happens, you're responsible for it. Right. So it's paranoia so, is what it is. It's, it's not – well, it's paranoia. It's, it's threatening – I don't want to get sued. You know, some principal who's – some principal or teacher who just wants to teach students doesn't want to have their entire career ruined because some kid did something. So they become like – Hyper vigilant, and anything that happens, they record. It has to be recorded down somewhere, and so they make these zero tolerance policies. Because if someone brings aspirin in, it's treated just as it's treated as equally as if someone brought in a pound of cocaine, which is ridiculous, absolutely and ridiculous. It, but you know, but you have to do it because again, if you tr- if you try to, even though you treat the kid with a pound of cocaine one way, if you treat the kid who only brought in aspirin. Lesser, the parent who with the kid with the pound of cocaine is gonna be upset that you didn't treat, you know, you, this kid only got off with this much time, or this much suspension. But when we were kids, everything was a gun, oh, a stick, uh, uh, the right shape rock, um, a yeah. piece of construction paper. Um, everything was a gun. That was the very first thing you would do when you went out for recess was to find oh. something because you you couldn't bring toys to school. You'd find something gun shaped and you'd go around pew 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 America. You know, <laughs> well, you know, maybe I'm older, but I'm when I was going to school. I mean, I I used to have a game of going around and grabbing girls' asses, right? And I know nowadays you can't do that now. That's no. sexual harassment. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd probably I'd probably get suspended for rape or something. Right, absolutely. You know, oh, you know, a wanted pinch. Oops, yeah. but you know, it was just, you know, it was you grab you pinch their butts and then you run away and laughing and everyone giggles. Well, and, we you had know, uh, these culvert pipes, you know, like those cement culvert pipes. Mm-hmm. In the schoolyard, there were these tunnels that you know you could play in and stuff. And I guarantee okay. you, every recess there was somebody in showing their kibbles and bits to each other in oh. one of those culvert pipes. I, I was having a discussion the other day with somebody about uh, jungle gyms. I said nowadays jungle gyms are like wood, and there's um, you know there's mulch underground and everything. When I was a kid, we had these metal pipe box uh-huh. structures yep. that were at least twenty foot tall. At the top, and it was concrete underneath. Yep. Or, you know, blacktop underneath. And if you fell, you fell. Yeah. 
You know, oh, okay, I'm not going to go that high next time, or I'm going to make sure I have a better grip next time. You, right. you skin your knee, you go and you see the nurse. They could actually give you something for <laughs> – they could actually act like a nurse. And, you know, that was the end of it. And you just – you know, the kids are slowly becoming – it's because of zero tolerances and parents suing. And But I also think I guarantee you there's more to this story than this. I don't think so. Oh, I think so. I don't know because did you see the Pop-Tart? Yeah. It no. doesn't even look like a gun. Yeah, I know, but you know, it's. I think that there's more to it's. I, I was, I was describing this to somebody. I said, you know, someone was talking about how um, supposedly this veteran left a message on his answering machine, and the psychiatrist from the VA hospital called and got concerned, so they sent the police over for a wellness check, and they confiscated all his guns. And I'm like, you know, I said this is like when your child tells you about what happened at school, and that what they tell you is their side of the story, and it's not always the whole truth. <laughs> they right. like to leave stuff out and like, you know, the guy mentioned that there was a message, but he never tells you what the message is. And you kind of wonder, well, why doesn't he tell you what the message is? Is because it probably could be taken a bunch of different ways and, you know. Well, right. And and there, there's a there's a quote. The kid uh, tried to tell the teacher that he was biting in the shape of a mountain, which is bullshit. Why would you want to do that? That doesn't. Yeah. You know, the kid was obviously biting in the shape of a gun. My point yeah. is that that is fucking harmless. It is, but you know, it's it's with after, you know, after Sandy Hook and all this stuff, you just kind of, you, like I said, you want it on the record. You want it on the record that it happened in case some parent from some other, in case one of the other parents gets upset and contacts the school. I know when I was a kid, I, I grew up in a gun household. My father was a cop, and my mother didn't. My mother hated guns, hated guns with passion, but I knew guns. There was my guns, which were the little disc guns. Yeah. You know, you pop the little, you know, it's got the spring. And then there was the real guns. I didn't touch real guns. I played with my guns. Just, you know, just I didn't touch dad's guns and dad didn't touch my guns. You know, just the way things ran. And I remember I threatened somebody with my gun once and my mother found out and she made a display of smashing that gun on the kitchen floor. Really? Yeah. See, and and I I make the argument that him biting his Pop-Tart into a shape of a gun is actually normal behavior. Yeah, you know, but the fact that he lied about it, that kind of says... Ah, kids lie about everything, though. Yeah, but they lie but they, they lie because they know there's a problem. Well, they just lie because they, they're, they're in the process of getting in trouble. They don't understand why they're in trouble. They don't mm-hmm. you know because no kid has, has the wherewithal, especially a seven-year-old, to understand that you're going to be punished for biting your Pop-Tart into the shape of a gun because... 26 kids were killed in Sandy Hook. Like he doesn't it's, he can't gather that. But it's not just Sandy Hook. It's it's all it's all the other violences and things that, you know, there was that where was that kid where he he literally stood in court and gave the finger to the parents of the kids he killed. Ah. See, that was like, recent. Dylan Claiborne, like he, for example, and Columbine. He uh, Klebold. Klebold, yeah. He, yeah. he 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 was not his warning sign was not biting a Pop-Tart into the shape of a gun. No, 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 it wasn't. Every but... kindergartner, every kindergartner boy at some point has taken a, a chicken nugget or or a, a chicken wing or a beef sandwich or something and it's a gun. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's not abnormal. It's not that's not a warning sign. A warning I... sign is finding the kid like writing down plans or But you, but, know... you know, it's Again, but it's a tough decision of what's a war- if that if that child later on down the line does actually do something, if if 
if this had been recorded and nothing was done about it, that can look unfavorably, or you can open yourself up to a lawsuit. Right, but Which, okay, again, so I think is stupid. Every kid, every kid that goes out for wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. Does that mean he's overly uh, aggressive and will fight someone someday? Because that's that's what it is. It's a structured fight. That's what wrestling is. I see it. I see it along the lines of. Um, I think they mentioned in Jurassic Park. Malcolm mentions that by the time someone becomes a black belt, they're not going to go around and kill somebody because they've learned the discipline. And I think, like we, you know, when you grow into wrestling, there's a discipline inherent in wrestling, and this, you know, and the such. It's 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 a focused it's a focused violence. And it's not something that you know. It's just you just go out there and kick someone's ass. There's there's planning in it. I wrestled as I wrestled in high school, and damn, I can tell you, it's quick. You 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 find your ass on the back on your back in like right. ten seconds. Right, but there's nothing and, aggressive about biting your food into a gun, unless yeah. unless you become so proficient that you can actually make it into a working gun. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. These pop tarts are getting more and more flavorful. I, I so. say, if at if at one point a tater tot goes shooting across the lunchroom and hits a kid in the forehead, then we might need to talk. Oh, oh, oh! Well, you know, I mean, I could tell you, you give us, a, you give a kid a paperclip and some uh, rubber bands, right? You got yourself a little slingshot right there. Well, and you, it's spit wads. Like, how long were spit wads were were a, a normal a normal uh, kind of juvenile not juvenile delinquent but like like a class ca- clown kind of thing? Now a spit wad! Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's a that's a flying projectile! You're expelled. Yeah, exactly. But that's zero tolerance. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I know it's 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 tough to understand. But like I I just I just feel like they don't they don't want to actively uh, administrate anymore. So they figure uh, we'll just do this blanket punishment against everybody because it's way easier than actually being plugged into what the kids are doing in the school that they're running. But and that's exactly it. It's 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 kind of okay, we did something about it. We did what we were prescribed to do. This is the prescribed action. It it removes it removes common sense honestly from everything, but it also removes the threat of lawsuits because you treat everything with you know, like if again, if a kid brings a butter knife to school, you treat it the same way if the kid brought a machete to school. Yeah, but you, these these kids that are getting expelled, their parents are still stu- suing the schools, so they're still it's just a different kind of lawsuit. But you know, it's then. it's they're suing the schools. Meanwhile, you have two lawsuits then versus ten lawsuits, and you know, a lawsuit. You know, and, I mean, what what did the kid get? Like suspension? No, I believe he was expelled. Oh, let's see. That's what and that's what they're that's what they're fighting now is they're like he should be able to go back to school because what he did was not dangerous. <sighs> like he, no one can be hurt by that pop tart. No one. Yeah, I get. Yeah, it was, okay. It was a suspension for how long? Um, I don't know. Um, Huffington Post, March 11th. So, so basically, they're saying, "Hey, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna send that kid home where he can now uh, play Call of Duty online against 42 year old dudes and get extra points for headshots." Yeah, you know, honestly, it doesn't make any sense. I know it does. And like I said, zero tolerance is a, it's a double edged sword. Which it's sad that it's a sword because that means it could hurt somebody. <laughs> but uh, he got suspended for two days. But you keep the kid in school, right? Where he's around other kids his age, doing normal kid shit, right? So he's not out learning dumb shit at home because you know that's the, I have a hard time with the with this Xbox. I I, I feel like an old man because I'm like I have a hard <laughs> time with this Xbox Online shit where they're playing these games where they're shooting oh. each other in the face. To me, that's more dangerous. Like they are actively shooting people in the face, like Honestly, other people. You know. Wh- 
what bothers me most about those things is I like I'm on Reddit and I see the messages that kids send to people who are playing games. Oh right, right. And it's just like that's more disturbing to me than the game itself. Oh yeah, because the game. Because the game itself, someone designed it, you're playing it. These are messages that someone's sitting there, They get, so they're going to write to you that you're a faggot and they fuck your mother. Right. And, like, you know, it's a 10-year-old kid writing this. Because you can tell by, you, at least you hope it is by the grammar and the spelling. But well, you've been on the internet long enough to know better than yeah, that. It's, <laughs> it's, that disturbs me more than the whole games themselves. Well, you know, and it's just the, the overall... Uh... The, the climate and the community of it, you know, like you do, you get extra points if you shoot somebody in the face. So, I, so I that's won't... more dangerous to me than a kid eating a pop tart into the shape of a gun. At least he's eating breakfast. Yeah, just true. Pop tarts are amazingly great for breakfasts. They're very good. I, they're, I, they're terrible. For I know you, my but toaster so tasty. I know my toaster has a pop tart setting, and I've never used it, despite all the pop tarts I've ever eaten. See, and that's what's wrong with America: that a toaster would have a pop tart setting. Like you are not an intelligent enough an individual to put your pop tarts in there and know which setting they should be on. It has a specific pop. Is there a strudel setting as well? No, it just says pop tarts. It's uh, I can't remember who makes the the oaster oven, but there's like uh, probably a it, Kellogg's toaster then. It, no, I think it's like Maxim or something. But it goes from dark to light, and then pop tart. So I guess it's ridiculous. I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I've never I've never heated a pop tart in my life because <laughs> I can't I can't see the reason for it. Oh, so you eat them cold? Oh yeah. Uh, to me, they they're a little more they 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 turn into a paste in your mouth if you eat them cold. Like when I was going to the flea market, I keep them in like my top coat pocket, right near my Zippo hand warmer. And while like I was going through the day, I'd you know slowly pop one open and eat one. Wow, you very easily could have instead of be, being the Zippo guy, you could have very easily turned into the pop tart guy. Yeah, but you can't buy pop tarts at the flea market. No, no, no. But if you, you know how people latch on to the things they see, so they yeah. they see you eating pop tarts all the time. You very easily. It's just it's it it is by just a miracle of nature that you are the Zippo guy and not the pop tart guy. I you know I I wouldn't want to get nailed as the the pop tart guy because I could just imagine some guy going, hey, I found these these pop tarts from 1960s in my cousin's uh, basement. Do you want them? Or I found these Britney Spears posters in my cousin's attic. Well, what's wrong with Britney? Nothing wrong with Britney Spears posters. She's, she's a she's a pop tart man. She is a pop tart. Okay, she's a pop tart. See what uh, I did there? Yeah, I see I, what you did I, there. I'm already ashamed of myself. Uh, that's nothing wrong with that. It's Britney Spears. She was hot once before <laughs> yeah. that whole shaving the hair off thing and attacking oh. paparazzi with bru- with um, Umbrella. umbrellas. So uh, since last time we talked, you have had uh, several um, cameos on uh, the hit television show Comic Book Man. Yes, my whole literally like 10 seconds of fame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they usually... see... Go ahead. Uh, no, it, it's funny is that like I'll be watching it and kind of not notice it. And then all of a sudden I pop up on Twitter and people are like, oh, th- you, were, you were just on. And like they send me a screen cap and it's like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> I, my hope is that if they get a season three, you at least get one line. Well, you know, I had a line in season one, so. What it, What was it? Um, it was the Star Trek plates at the flea market. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Because yep. it, it was their little their little homage to making hay by going to the flea market. <sighs> yeah, you know, you know, and it always bothers me when I hear people di- like talking down the show about how it's scripted and everything. And oh, painfully I, so though. <laughs> I was there for that episode, and you know, I guess you know there there are times when a line spontaneously comes out, and like they're only recording it with like one camera, and it's a bad angle, so they make them like re say the line. 
but right. it's not like it was script. The line came out. Right, They're right. restating the line because they they want a different camera angle, or like when uh you know like the hot dogs are for closers thing, or when they're when they're going out and they got the middle finger up. It's like there was like one camera on it, and someone saw it. and They're like, oh, we got to get a better shot of it. So you know, it's 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 the toss up. There the lines are spontaneous, but then sometimes you have to refilm them. So basically, you have lightning in a bottle, and then you have to put it in a different bottle. Yeah, well, it's right. yeah. You have to try to recreate it and then film it. So, yeah, you know, it's 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 just tough because when you're watching it, you can almost pick out some of those moments. You can pick out the things that where it's like, uh, especially in the in the stash when they're sitting behind the counter, that you can very easily tell there are moments when they're like, okay, here's what we want you guys to talk about, and it's like, ah, oh, don't do that. Like these guys can come up with their shit on their own; they'll be fine. But you know, sometimes what it is is they. They come up with the they come up with that stuff, and they come up with it on their own, and so then they film it, and then like I say, you know, something happens and they have to refilm it, right? And that's when you get the, the it's the same it's the same spirit but less enthusiasm because it's already been said, sure. and like the initial laughter is gone, like you know, like the whole wedding scene was that that was a four hour ordeal. Wow. To, to say to say the least of it, and but it was just hilarious. Like you know, like you have to laugh like three times as they're walking down the aisle, because you know they're coming down the aisle, and you know I think Sage was the Sage was the uh, the flower girl, right, right, and like she'd look at the camera, so they had to refilm it, and it's but it's you know it's so you have to laugh, or you know like they say the lines, and you know they want to refilm it. It's just. You know, but it's it's there. It's 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 there originally, but sometimes they have to re-record it. Sure, and it's television. It's television. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Well, and that makes sense. It's just um, I honestly, and we've talked about it a little bit on the show before, Eric and I, that it, 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 I think they could get rid of the podcast element. Uh, yeah, I, I I kind of agree, but then I kind of I see that as their their. Like I hate to bring Pawn Stars into it, but it's their Pawn Stars Rick talking to the camera. It's them discussing it off camera and giving a little more info. Right, but that they're not giving to the person that they're selling it to. Sometimes it has nothing to do with what's going on. Well, it's true. It does, and yeah. you know, it doesn't. But that's just because that's the nature of the whole. Right. That's the funniest. You know, of the whole five-minute discussion they have, that's the funniest. Ten seconds of it. Sure, sure. And, and and do they release? They release that as a podcast, right? Uh, I believe so. Yes, the, I've the, never heard it, but yeah, I think this. There's that podcasting bit, but then there's the secret stash, which is uh, yeah, the secret stash, which is like it's filmed afterwards or it's recorded afterwards. Because I know recently Mike and Ming did a we'll watch it as you watch it type deal, and they were discussing the episode. Also, almost like uh. Like a commentary like you'd see on a DVD? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Or like a MST3K type deal. Sure, 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 sure. Because I remember they, that was the episode where, like, I'm featured, I'm reading a, um, oh, I can't remember what comic I'm reading. It's, I think it was like Carney or something. And, um, like, you know, they, they, oh, you know, Mingo's there's get him. So. <laughs> well, it was War of the Undead, wasn't it? I think it was okay. It was War of the Undead. Is that where you had, you had to put your red shirt on over your. PSD shirt. And that was the that was the day of the um that was the day of the wedding episode. It's weird to me that they made you I'm cover the exact that. Same episode. They made you cover that shirt, but Bry wears his TES, TESD shirt all the time. 
but they don't want two people wearing the same exact shirt. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, because, you know, it's just, it's weirder then. And then, you know, then it makes it look like I'm a plant, even though I wasn't. I literally just showed up to show up. Sure, sure. You know, like people say, I know somebody on IMDb was saying that because Bry brings up IMDb and they told him, you know, AMC told him not to go on IMDb anymore and yell at people. (laughs) <laughs> about comic book men and there was somebody there saying that they had the people full of you know they they hire people to be in the stash and it's not true at all oh yeah I, I wouldn't it's, believe that they, had, they would hire people to be in there because now, they there's don't a guy, focus on it enough you know there's a guy sitting outside at the door and they don't want you coming in and out while they're filming okay because sure. then you know you're opening the door and it's extra light and that such but if you're in this stash before they when they start filming before you go in you know, they make you sign the disclaim, you know the, the, the waiver right right and then, you know, once you're in the stash, you just kind of have to stay there. You're there until they finish, finish, they finish filming because they don't want, you know, all of a sudden people disappearing out of the background. Continuity, yeah. Yeah, continuity. Yeah. That makes sense. So. Well, you know, and it's – it's. I love the show. I mean, don't get me wrong. I laugh out loud. My wife doesn't want to – you know, Jenny doesn't like watching it um, because mm. she can't identify with what's going on. Yeah. Um, but I love the show. I think it's hilarious. I think there's a lot of great moments. Uh, there's just – you know, sometimes you're watching you're like, oh, I wish they would either one acknowledge – like for example, last week's episode where they uh, – was it last week? It was last week they had an episode where they were uh, they were pitching the comic book. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and they, they don't acknowledge the entire time that they've already published several comic books. Well, you know, uh, they mentioned uh, – I think it was covered by – I think it was covered in Why Bry. And also, it's covered on the current and the new, most newest episode that before they went into film, they had the agreement because they didn't want to oh, go yeah, and that be turned down. That was very clear. Yeah, but, but that would have been good TV, though. Yeah, but they, you know, it's. I think Walt said he goes, "I couldn't take going in there and being turned down." He looked terrified, though. He looked like he he had no idea whether they were gonna. He he sold it because he looked I terrified. Think, I think he was probably terrified as to what they were going to say, but they kind of knew that they were, they were go for the episode. You know, they were go for the comic. Right, right, right. But you know, it's because it's he has history. It's not like he's some guy who's never done a comic book before. He's done widening, uh, widening gyre. Yep. And, and War of the Undead. War of the Undead. Uh, yeah. Carney. So, so even Brian has been successful in comic in the world of comics. It's not like these guys just decided one day, "Hey, we're gonna uh, make a comic book," which is why that uh, that dumb bitch on Twitter uh, yeah, was even they, more ridiculous. They bring her up during the newest episode, bring that up. It's like you know, hey, you know, we have published comics before, you know, for like DC and the such, and you know, I think honestly the biggest complaint about the whole. Uh, I can't remember if it was Cacophony or Widening Gyre was you know the Kevin had Batman crapping his own pants and it wasn't anything about Walt's artwork it was that so you know your whole point is if your whole point is that you have no complaints about the artwork you have complaints about the writing you can't say he's a bad artist or right no and, and you look at his artwork you cannot you can't look at it and go because her big complaint was that it was a uh, high school quality artwork. It's, it's not. not like you look at his artwork; it's very, it's high caliber, good work. Oh yeah, I mean, look at the um, I mean, the vinyl cover for TESD. Like, well, and there were there were part there were comic uh, little little uh, uh, panels that I had seen on the internet before mm-hmm. that I didn't even know were Walt's work. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I just looked at it. Oh, that's obviously a Batman panel from 
something. Yeah. I didn't know what it was from. So I, it doesn't stand out to me as not being as high caliber as any other artist that's working today. I, I just think it was unfair, and she was kind of a bitch. Yeah. Like, like I said, when Walt has – except for when on the podcast I broke my teeth at the premiere party, Walt's never seen me without my front teeth. And he drew me on that cover like plain as a – like like he is looking at me without my front teeth, and he's never seen me without my front teeth in. I always have them <laughs> in, and I looked at him, and I said specifically, I said – I said, it's amazing you did that with my front teeth. I said, because that looks really good. And he said, you know, i seen a picture. I said, yeah, but it, a picture can't convey that. That's like, when I look in a mirror, that's how I see myself without my front teeth. You know, and wow. and I give him credit for that. I said, you know, that's, even if you're looking at a picture of me that I, you know, that I took online without my front teeth, that's, it's not the same as me, how I see myself, you know, without my front teeth. Well, and you know, you know me, I'm not afraid to be critical of anything that's going on in that universe, uh, but I won't be critical just for the sake of being critical. Yeah. So when, when, when I say that his artwork is very good, it just, it, it is. is. I mean, the guy should be working in comics. Like he's, you know, he should be get, uh, getting work. And, and it just really, for some reason, rubbed me the wrong way, yeah. that chick on Twitter. And then, and then someone else so eloquently pointed out, oh, so uh, you're bitching about him riding Kevin's coattails while you brag about your husband, who is not you, the yes. artist, yeah, like I couldn't have, I couldn't have said it any better myself. Yeah. Like I was perfect because she was. She's like, well, my husband has had numerous things published on his own, and and you are because wasn't she the one that originally said that they were demeaning the work of artists? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, they're, they're you somehow know, by by pitching it on TV. I guess I don't understand how that's any different than, you know, like something like Top Chef or Hell's Kitchen where someone's displaying their food to a professional chef and saying, hire me as your chef. Right. Well, and the thing is, that's how the entertainment industry works is you 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 do some work. You meet somebody who can help you. Mm -hmm. uh, you use their help along with your talent yep. to get work. I mean, it's ridiculous to think that the entertainment industry is all built around strictly talent and not who you know. Oh, I, uh, there was a story, Michael Crichton, when he when he went to produce a he went to produce the Great Train Robbery, and you know the people there didn't trust him because he was a young you know they thought he had some you know some connection and they didn't trust him as a director. And he show, they one weekend they showed one of his old films, and as soon as they saw his films, they realized he was a good director. And he goes the next. He goes. They came back from the weekend, and the crew was amazing, because they realized the guy knew what he was doing, and so you know, it was worth working for him. Well, and you have to fight. You know, you have to fight and get to know people and network. Like the entertainment yeah. industry is all about networking. Oh yeah. You know, I I, w I wouldn't have gotten what little bit of uh, stand up comedy work that I have gotten if it wasn't for knowing people. Yeah. And then I go out and I have a great show and it's solid. And is any is are people going to say to me, "Well, you don't deserve to do comedy because the headliner was your friend"? That doesn't work. That it's, way, it, it might you know? be your in, but if even if it is your in, if you can't support it, it's not going to work. Right. If you suck yeah. balls, yeah. if if the artwork in uh, in Widney Gyre was fucking embarrassing, like, like some kid has on his trapper keeper in. Uh, you know, in grade right. school, it's it's not going to make it to a full run. Well, and which was first, Cacophony or Widening Jar? I can't – I don't remember. Well, well, let's say that Cacophony was first. Okay. Okay, so they do Cacophony uh, and then DC – DC isn't going to – you know, 
God bless Kevin Smith, yeah. but DC is not going to to go. Hey, that artwork was shit, but because you're Kevin Smith, we're gonna let Walt do another one. Yeah, where, where Walt's gonna be the artist. They're not gonna do. Yeah. Kevin Smith doesn't have that kind of pull. Kevin Smith is not Steven Spielberg. Even, but, Kevin Smith is not Stan but Lee. But you know what? It, you know? If his if Walt's artwork was failing and Kevin's story was engaging, then they'll put another illustrator on it. Exactly. They won't keep exactly. The team They're not together. gonna. No, no, they're not going to say, yeah, that's fine. Um, it looked like shit, uh, but go ahead and come on in because you're Kevin yeah. Smith. It's not going to do that. Like Kevin Smith has a very strong draw amongst his fan base, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have enough swerve to, to, to make things happen if there's no talent no. there. You know, if that were the case, I mean, it just—it's just not the case. It doesn't. Shit, he has—he's had uh, uh, movies loaded with talent that didn't do well. Jersey Girl. Um, I mean, you have Jennifer yeah, Lopez yeah. and Ben Affleck. Yeah, and it, actually, you know, and it was a good movie. Even I, I'll stand by it. I still enjoyed. Jersey I don't think Girl, I've ever seen it. It's not. It's not a bad flick. It's a little different vibe than most of mm-hmm. his stuff, but I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Um, but you know, it's not his his. His power alone cannot make these things happen. If it, if they could, uh, she's given him a lot more credit. <laughs> this chick on Twitter given Kevin Smith a lot more credit than his track record uh, has illustrated. Yeah, a- and, and that's not. I'm not trying to take anything away from Kevin Smith. I'm just saying that you know, let's live in a world of reality. Comments not. Uh, if he had that much pull, if he had that much pull, yeah. you know, they're, they're going to do a loss leader, as it were. Just to keep him around, they're not going to do that. They're they're in there for the business. No. Yeah. Well, and if he had that much pull, uh, uh, Zach and Mary would be called Zach and Mary made a porno on every billboard in L.A. Oh uh, yeah. But, you know, but it's just it, we. It, the problem is the people in the inter- on the internet live mm-hmm. in the world of the internet. There's a world of reality and money and business that also takes place. They see the things they want to see. They want the things to be the way they want them to be portrayed so that it makes their little weird internet world make sense but in reality well, they're it's an internet a expert because they watched because they watched oh, a absolutely. youtube video or two and looked at some tripod page or some uh geocities page they're an expert on everything that's on the internet they're an expert of uh, politics because they watched a coney video a coney right. um video they know about world politics now because – or right. you know, they watch Food Incorporated. They know everything about GMO corn and Monsanto, and I get into fights right. with those people all the time. And, well, I saw – and, and you'll, you'll get that. Well, I saw on Food Incorporated, okay, you saw a documentary written by someone and directed by someone who was trying to push forth their own views and they – an agenda. Yeah, and they kind of yep. leave stuff out, and but that makes you an expert in the field? No, it doesn't. It's, it's, it's reality. No. It means you saw a piece of entertainment because even a documentary is yeah. still. I mean, it's very it's very weird to find it even a totally independent documentary that isn't trying to push an agenda that and that that can't be fought down not fought down but can't be when the facts are brought forward people go oh, you know what yeah that documentary is kind of not 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 factually correct like super. Well, if you think about it, yeah, the whole super size me. me. I can't. Yeah, exactly. Whenever people yeah. bring up super size me, I'm like, you know what? Look, Morgan Spurlock has yet to reveal what he ate during that whole entire process. That alone should be kind of suspicious. But the fact that people who will admit what they eat and duplicate his experiments and don't come out with the same outcome, you know, you know, they're being totally open and they can't come up with the same 
outcome. He's being secretive, and he comes up with a different outcome. There could be an agenda there. Oh, there's yeah. absolutely an agenda. Any documentary that's ever made yeah. has an agenda. That's the whole purpose yeah. of a documentary. You know, because where, whereas a, a regular film is, well, we want to entertain people. A documentary is we want to push our agenda of information on people. We want people to be informed. Well, if you want them to be informed, you want them to be informed, informed yeah, to your Yeah, because agenda. otherwise then there's no use of you putting out the documentary. There's no, no, there's no is, game. You know, is any, any – no, is any Michael Moore movie ever have point-counterpoint? No, it's just point, yeah. point, point, point. No. There's no counterpoint. And if they do bring a counterpoint, they bring the most absurd counterpoint forward to kind of show, well, look, the people who are against us are as crazy as this guy over here. So Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. It's, it, you know, which is, you know, why when people poke holes through reality shows like Duck I've, Dynasty, I've for watched, example. I've watched one like, episode of that, and I remember they, I remember in the episode, some guy quits and they bring somebody else in to work for him. And all I remember is the guy who brought, they brought in to work for him talks a lot. But I watched that episode and I was just sitting there going, and yes, they bring up Duck Dynasty on the newest episode of Tell Him Steve Dave. And I just watched it going, this is just so much fake drama. It just, I can't watch it. But that's reality yeah. TV for you, you know. I mean, and it's and it's meant to be entertaining. So, and Duck Dynasty is a fun show. But people are like, well, did you know that they only grew those beards for the show? Yeah, yeah, they did, and that makes sense because if they're a bunch of clean shaven guys who uh, go golfing at the country club, that's I will not tell you, I, my one of my favorite shows ever, and you'll ne- you'll probably never find it online. It was called Flea Man. It was on National Geographic Channel. It follows a guy named uh, Jimmy Kaplow, who's from New Jersey. And the whole premise of the show is he would go to people's houses. People needed they needed to sell they needed to make money for some goal. So like one uh, one guy he wanted to make his own cookbook. So he needed fifteen hundred dollars to be able to print his own cookbook. So he goes to the guy's house, figures out what he can sell, brings him to an expert. The expert gives him an appraisal on the stuff they sell, and then they go to the flea market. And it was one of the most truthful shows I've ever seen. Like I met the guy really? at the flea market at Collingwood, and like he's a good, he's a great. Guy. I sold him a Zippo lighter. I mean, he's a good guy, and but it only lasted like three episodes. But I and I really think the reason was because it was so factual. It was because it was just straight into the point. They were doing what they needed to do. They didn't add in all of the uh, hey Kim Kardashian smell your sister's crap. I tell you, there was, there was crap, one thing I thought right? was faked on the show, and I don't think it was faked by the by any of the people there. A guy sold a shot up like a picture of old cast iron refrigerator. Been sitting in the desert for fifty years, and some, people have been shooting at it with uh, rifles and shotguns and the such. Guy sells it at the right. at the flea market for fifteen hundred dollars. The refrigerator that's exactly, all shot because and beat it's a piece up? of art. And I look and then they ah. cut to the host and he goes, If you sold that for fifteen hundred dollars, I'm gonna go home and buy some refrigerators and a shotgun. And just the look on his face was like, <laughs> I literally can't believe you sold it for that much money and if you did, I literally want to go and buy refrigerators and shoot them up to sell them for that much money. And I I swear <laughs> that the guy who sold this was selling the stuff like was in with the guy who bought it. But I don't, you know, and I don't think the crew had anything to do with it. But like, but I watched. It was just, but like, you know, it was what I know from the flea market. Like, he does. He'll help the people sell stuff, and then he'll go off and buy stuff, you know, like for himself. And it's right. you get the whole. Sure. Like he tells you, if the sun comes up, you're you're at the flea market too late. All this good stuff's gone. Like he's like, you got to be there before the sun comes up. And you know, it was a great show, but it only lasted three episodes. 
Was it was it pretty early on in the no, reality? It was Nat TV Geo, boom? and it was two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Oh, so it, not not early on. It's not like because now there's there's reality TV yeah. on everything, everything. Hey, we go dig up stuff with our. Oh, metal don't even get me we started on American uh, uh, Savage. What is it? Family Savage Diggers now or whatever it is. Is that the one that's uh, the the la- the one this week? Is there? Oh, I don't know. Missouri? I watched. And they're they're digging up stuff, uh, the Mormon War or whatever, and and the the the, the guy comes out in his uh, his like gator, and uh, he's got a shotgun, and he fires a shot in the air, and his face is blurred out, and they're like, "Why would you bring a shotgun out here? You know why I'd bring a shotgun out there? I don't know who the fuck you cameras. are. That's why I'd bring a shotgun." But out no, there. it's the guy who goes, "Boom, yeah. baby!" He apparently was an ex wrestler, you know. And I've read so much stuff about him, like. The fact that, like, his whole – in the original series, the where he filmed from, like, people from the area go, wait a minute. I know that place. That's the place down the road. He doesn't own that place. Somebody else does. They just threw a sign on top of his. And, yeah, I, like, watched that. Like, <laughs> they supposedly busted open a safe and found the, the blue book or the red book, which was, like, the guide to the underworld of um, New Orleans. And so, you know, it told you where all the bordellos were. So they go down there and they find a um, like a police officer's badge from his hat and like an old Rolex watch. And I, I, you know, I dig up stuff from the bottle dump. I can tell you what stuff that's been in the ground for fifty years looks like. And you look at this stuff that they pull right. up, and it's like, like someone literally just took some wet dirt and clamped it on it. And you go, it's it just doesn't look right. There's there's certain like. You get stuff from like 50 years ago, and it looks great. And as soon as you try to clean it off with water, like the ink falls off of it, and you just yeah, it just doesn't look right. Right. Well, and you know the thing is that it reminds me a lot of like the South Beach Toe but see, like South- and uh, um, Lizard Lick and shit, where it's obviously all just it is, and it is reenactments. And but people take that as reality, yeah, and it's that's not. no fun. Yeah, like no, no, and it's yeah. not fun to watch. It's like oh, this is so fake that it hurts. Like, my I, I soul. think I've I if I recall correctly, if you do a Repossession. If there's a disturbance, you're supposed to technically stop the repossession unless it's already hooked up. Once it's hooked up, it's yours. But if in the process of hooking it up there's a problem, you're not supposed to continue through it. And before you do a repossession, you're supposed to alert the local constabulary, you know, the police – because they have a big right, right. book of right. stuff that gets repossessed so that if someone calls up and says, my car got stolen, they look through the book and go, nope, it got repossessed, sorry. We're not going to send an officer out right. there because we don't need right. to. Right, because there was no exactly. crime committed here other than the fact that you didn't pay your yeah. bill for seven years. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's it, it, To me, it's not even interesting television then. You know, that, like don't don't insult I, my intelligence. I hate watching you know? Savage Family Diggers because I swear that like my – my Fios box is going to record somewhere that I watch the show, and it's going to give them some ratings somewhere down the line. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I want to watch it because it's so stupid, and I want to yell at the TV, but I don't want to watch it because it might give them some credulity, some credibility. Right, right. It's we've well, it's kind of like we've had uh, we've had feuds with other podcasts in the past, and they're like, "Why don't you just listen to our show?" I'm like, "I will not do you that fucking honor, sir." Oh. Like I will not give you the one hit that might push you over a hundred uh, for yeah, the week. You know, I um one of the podcasts I listened to, they had a guy who would call up and start feuds, and his name was uh, Jason from the Jason Show, and he he would call up like with the whole accent routine, and like right. he would podcast for maybe like two weeks, and then he would he would stop podcasting for a year, and then he would come back and start up with the host again, and like the host the host <laughs> told the guy, he goes, look, he goes, he goes. I understand you're calling my show. If you want me to advertise, just say so. Don't start this whole fake drama thing with me because, right. it, it, right, right. you know, you don't – you can't pull it off. 
You know, the guy hosts a podcast as a job. That's his job is he hosts a podcast. He Oh God, yeah, but he puts amazing. one out every day plus extra extra content. It's it's a, it's literally a job for him. If man if it, if I could figure out a way that there would be money in it for me, I would do that in a second. You know, the th- uh, it, in a second. It's yeah, but you know what? He's he's kind of destroyed his whole life. There's no way he can literally get a job anymore because his real name is out there and everything. And you know, it's right, right. you know, it's you go onto his podcast and it's you know he's not afraid to say stuff. So he'll drop the end bomb. You know, he'll talk about uh, waterheads. You know, people who have developmental disabilities, <laughs> that kind of stuff. He's just he's just unashamed. Right. And you Google his name, and it comes all up as like the first hit. So, does he do well? I mean, does he? I think he complained well? the other day that he only made twelve dollars, like on you know his subscriptions. And he goes, Jesus. he goes, he goes. So, somebody buy a buy a subscription. And I'll tell you, I have a lifetime subscription with the guy, but I still pay him monthly. For his podcast, so what's a lifetime? I think right now, like two hundred and fifty dollars. Wow! And you get a subscription to. There's a free side and there's a paid side. So, paid side people get a show every Thursday that's just for them, and then one day a week they get a cutoff show where somewhere in the podcast he just cuts it off and says, "That's it for the free side people." If you want to hear the rest of it, go to the paid side, and then it's six. It's six ninety nine a month. But you're saying. Twelve bucks. No, like like one day he goes he goes today I only made twelve bucks. That's the least I've ever made. <laughs> he goes to somebody, please buy wow. a, a yearly membership or something because you know I <laughs> I gotta buy food. Ouch! It's just cr- it's crazy to me that anybody makes money off of like can sustain themselves from a podcast. I, I understand it's really difficult because you see stuff like you know like the people who, it's but he's been doing it for years. You know he, he when he originally started he had a job. And he slowly built up his membership, and then finally quit his job. And it's it's so crazy, like because because it's so it's difficult to build uh you know an audience. I mean, we've been doing this since uh, two thousand seven yeah. now. I mean, we're tw- you know twenty thirteen. So like the tail end of two thousand seven, we started the show, and it's crazy to me uh like how hard it is to build an audience. So to I can't even fathom somebody that could make a a, a sustainable living. Off of a podcast. I mean, you have to offer something, especially now that everyone and their brother ha- has a, has a podcast. Yeah. You know, you'd have to offer something special. He, he's done it since I began. Like I think, like two thousand. He he wow. he went. He like um, there was a failed sat. There was a failed satellite radio uh, company that he joined up with, and then they failed, so he had to leave there. You know, he tried to get on XM, and he just started doing a podcast. And he did it like after work, his after his job, and you know, it got to the point where it slowly built up over years. And you know, like I said, it's been it's been a slow process. And and what's the show it's called? called? The Distorted View Daily. So the, the uh, one Distorted more time? View Daily. Distorted View Daily. And there's there's actually TESD listeners there, which is hilarious because he has a voicemail segment at the end of every show where people can call in and leave voicemail messages. And someone okay. uh, two weeks ago called in, and he goes, uh, he goes, I heard Get Him Steve Dave, and he goes, I wonder if it's the same Get Him Steve Dave from the Tell Him Steve Dave podcast. And he goes, because he gets a lot more love here than he does over at the Tell Him Steve Dave podcast. <laughs> and you know, I, I sent a voicemail message back saying, Yeah, yeah, it's 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 the same one. I said, Yeah, and I understand. 
And, but the host who who doesn't he doesn't listen to other podcasts because he doesn't want to get accused of stealing from another podcast. He goes, oh, he goes, I'd right. love to hear some audio of you know what what he did to get other people to hate him so much. And you know, and I I said <laughs> I said to him, I said it's it's not as glamorous as it sounds. It's just like simple misunderstandings and that just cascade. Well, and that's one thing I wanted to hit on real quick before we before we have to go is. Uh, you know, listening, listening. You've you've been more of a fixture um, on the shows. I would say within the last six months. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been in in studio and that you're kind of their uh, fact check guy yeah. um, anymore. You know, Walt will turn you loose on something. They'll be talking about it and like get them look that up. Yeah. Uh, and, and and what's 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 nice is that Walt. Uh, you know, you'll add your your two cents, and Walt will acknowledge you like you're a human being. Yeah. <laughs> but but Brian and Q, you know, it's it's almost getting tiresome. The whole shut the fuck up, get him, you know, the, because it's, it's starting to get kind of old. Because a lot of times you will have something of value to say, mm-hmm. um, and and it's and you only talk. It's not like you you constantly try to interject. It's only if you have something to yeah. say. You know, like I think recently was the whole about Jesselnik because. Oh, that fucking yeah. guy. Fuck that fucking like, guy. Like, I watched Tosh, and it's like, Jesselnik is on. I'm going to see if I can try to endure the first five minutes be- without committing suicide. Oh, it's so terrible. It's 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 offensive just for the sake of being offensive, and that's not funny. Yeah. I, I agree with, uh, I think it was Eric who, it was both Eric and you who were saying, Tosh almost looks like he's winking at you when he says stuff. Right. And you feel it like he's like, I'm sharing it with the audience. You know I'm not sharing it with you too endorse this but it's just bad and right, here we go right exactly and meanwhile Jesselnik is like I'm gonna say this thing that is terrible and then I'm going to stand here like I'm gonna get the entire country of New Zealand upset because someone got killed by a shark I'm gonna have people dressed up at women dressed up as sharks and it's gonna be offensive and I'm gonna show the guy's picture that, that's see and and if it were funny I can forgive that if it's funny but it's just I have yet to see anything that's funny um, and I just – I didn't even make it through the entire the entire episode. I'm like, I have to turn it off. This is just not funny. I'll, I'll give it. The 9-11 babies was kind of funny. And I you know it sucks because you know I live in New Jersey and I was affected by 9-11, but it was kind of funny. We're getting to right. that and, we're getting to that time where it's you can poke humor at it. Well, and you know I don't I didn't because the only thing I know about it was when they talked about it on TESD a couple yeah. weeks ago. I you know and I I wasn't offended because it was an, uh, an a 9-11 thing. I was just kind of like offended because it's like eh meh yeah you know I and not offended isn't the right word but just I. I'm like, oh, I don't need to watch that because I don't think I'll laugh. Not offended, but you take offense to it. I'm 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 offended because it's not funny. Like I'm but not I'm not offended at the core of my humor. Like it's not yeah. I'm not like I'm not offended. Like how dare he say something about a, such a terrible day? The only time I get offended when people make 9/11 jokes is on 9/11. Yeah, like I said, it was kind of funny. It was, you know, he feeds the one baby and he goes, "I'll be back for you in, in 20, 20 minutes. minutes." Yeah, and okay, it's kind of like. Okay, you know, it's kind of here comes the airplane is the whole baby thing and you know, there's the whole nine eleven babies of or who are supposed to be babies of parent of at least one parent well, it has to be at least one parent. <laughs> one parent was killed in nine eleven and you know, the baby was raised without the parent. Right. You know, it's 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 playing on that little there's a whole like not I'm not gonna say it's not mean, but there's there's literally a whole Group of people who are the orphans of nine eleven. Right, right. And but like you know, it was just it was just kind of funny. But then like you know, like you said, he takes the whole 
you know, it takes the sharks thing. The only redeeming quality is sometimes when there's the panel on because he makes them defend their own tweets. The people like on the he panel? Had on that, yeah, like he had uh, Aziz and Zari and that other chick that he's dating. Oh, uh, Amy and, Schumer? Yeah, yeah, and he picks a random tweet of theirs and he makes them defend it. <laughs> like, you know, like uh, Aziz, when you said... Nom 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 nom. What did you mean? He goes, it was some really good food. And you know, it's kind of funny. Of you know, it's making someone back up what they tweeted, right? Which is you know, and funny in the whole Twitter thing of, you know, it's Twitter. I can tweet whatever the hell I want, but making someone stand up behind their tweets, make them respond accountable for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, oh, and, and, and Q and had said, which, "Oh, go ahead." Yeah. Uh, the reason you put periods in your tweets, yeah, because in an at reply, the only people who can see it are people who follow both parties. Oh, really? If you put a period there, anyone who follows you can see your at reply. See, and I did, I did not know that. Yeah, that's it's just a, you know sometimes I put if if I'm deploying, replying directly to someone and I only want people to see people who follow both of us to see it, I'll just leave it. But if I wanted to go out over all my followers, you put a period in front of it. Wouldn't it be easier on Twitter's side to just eliminate that and just if you reply, everybody sees it? Not really because there's certain people I reply to who they're not related to TESD, my TESD followers. So they don't follow the same people I follow. Right. So I can reply to them kind of safely under the radar. It's you know you can still look at their entire tweet feed and see what they've tweeted, but it won't show up in your normal mentions feed or whatever. See, to me that kind of uh, undermines the the whole idea of Twitter, though. Like it just makes it more of a hassle. I uh, see. I don't see. I don't see it as such. Like there's certain people I when I reply to them. If no one else follows, if if no one, if someone just follows me and doesn't follow the other person, then they're not going to see it in their casual feed. But if they're like the kind of people who like sit there and go through my Twitter feed, tweet by tweet, they're going to see it. But see, for oh, well. for me, like it's great when like TSD, for example, responds to something that I say. Um, yeah. It, I, it, it's it's great for me because not only do they respond and answer my question or acknowledge that they liked what I said, but then everybody who follows them. You know, it'd be nice if they saw it too because that helps me. But if it's and just a straight do. reply and he doesn't put the period in it, they won't see that. But they usually do because they'll put in like via or some other – you know, they they don't use the straight reply function. Right, or if they quote yeah, it, if they I quote it, they don't, it doesn't follow it. it. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it, but it's just kind of like, you know, ah, you know uh, I'm trying to think of an example where somebody replied to me and I'm like, oh, you know, now knowing that, it's like, ah, nobody saw that. You know? Yeah, yeah, like, but, you know, now that you know it, though, you can use it in your future tweets. Sure. You know, th- and sure. that's the reason for the yeah. periods in the Twitters. It's... Yeah, I just, just to me, it seems like it would just be easier if when you at reply, everybody sees I, I it. Get, see, I don't, ha- I have, I have a problem with that because there's certain people I follow who I don't want everybody to know that I'm replying to, and you don't want to go through the whole direct message route. So, well, why, why would you care if anybody saw that you replied? to somebody? Uh, Because it could be someone that I, you know, I don't want people to harass. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I'm picking yeah. up what you're laying down. And, not, and I, I just made the yeah okay that makes sense like people maybe in your personal people in my life personal or, life who follow me because they yeah, yeah, yeah. they know that I'm getting Steve Dave so they just follow me but they're not TESD followers so no TESD right. followers or whatever follow them and I know right, if you go you. if you sit there and go through someone's connections or who they follow or who follows them you can figure it out but you know 
if you're going to go through all that problems, there's nothing to stop them from doing it anyway. That makes sense. It's it, makes it prevents. Sense. It's just like a lock. A lock keeps a curious person out. If someone really wants, right. to, yeah, a lock keeps a they keep the honest yeah. criminals. If out. someone wants to get in, they can. <laughs> I mean, I'm an honest person. Right. I I've made my own lock picks, and I can pick my you know the locks around my house. You know, and it's I it's 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 sad when you do it sometimes, but then it's great when you get sit there and go. I've gone through every other lock, but I haven't gotten through this lock, so this must be a better lock. But, you, but eventually, you know the feeling of accomplishment. But eventually, you know it, yeah. it can get broken. Sure, sure. Kind of like there's nothing that's unhackable. Uh, yeah, you know. Except yeah, if you you need a system that's in a bank vault that's all by itself. But then you know it's it's in a bank vault all by itself, so there's no way you're really going to get into it. Most of your right. hack stuff is social, you know, is uh you know social networking or you know social hacking. You know, you you end up talking to uh, a representative for a company, and you, you know, you socially engineer them to give you a a, um, a password reset, and then you take advantage of that. Right. So. Right. Like Westboro yeah. Baptist, Westboro Baptist get hacked all the time. They really don't care because all they have to do is go to their web provider, say, "Can you reset my password?" They reset it, and then they have the control back over the account. Meanwhile, they got all the attention they wanted to from Anonymous because Anonymous said, "We hacked your account," you know, and they tweet about it. There's no right. real gain to it. It's funny to me that Anonymous tweets. Doesn't that just oh. kind of seem way mainstream? I've, I've, yeah, I've said to I've said to people that Anonymous is Westboro Baptist's like uh, media public uh, public relations wing. Because no, half the people wouldn't see tweets about Westboro Baptist unless Anonymous tweeted them, and then Anonymous tweets about them, and someone you know you know retweets them, and now meanwhile you know about a Westboro Baptist supposed protest that you never would have heard about beforehand. I'm starting to get uncomfortable. Okay, it's anonymous. It's they anonymous. Can, they can wipe. They can wipe us right off the planet if they want to. Yes, they can. I don't like it. it makes me uncomfortable. Yes. And and all the times I've I've tweeted at them, they've never done anything, but they could still do it. Yeah, just at their whim. <laughs> oh, oh, get them! Thank you so much for coming on and uh, guest hosting this week. You really helped me out of a bind, and I, I will definitely have you on again. I really appreciate oh. it. It's, I had fun. Oh, thank you for listening to me, Babylon. But well, you know, and I think it's nice because this gives you kind of an opportunity too, where um, you know, people sometimes uh, want to hear more about what you're talking about, and like you know, then Bry cuts you off and says, "Shut the fuck up, get them." Uh, we come yeah. on our show, you can you get to talk, and and uh, I enjoy listening to you. And I, you know, I don't mind that. I, you know, as much as people seem to think that the the boys hate me, there's there's a reason that they like. Like I said, uh, the last episode, I was sitting back with all the rest of the audience, or the people were watching the episode, and Quinn says, "You know, come up to the mic, and talk." You know, it's I didn't I didn't intend to be on the show. Right. Right. Yeah. I right, stopped right. it. I stopped there to give them. I stopped to give uh, Q a birthday present. In all reality. Oh, so. that's right. Yeah, you told me about that. That was a really neat gift too, by the way. Good, yeah, good the, on uh, you. Yeah. It was the uh, the film um, the film cells from uh, Fight Club. Yeah, absolutely. What a what yeah. a great what a great idea. I mean, kind of out of the box. What a what a neat deal. Did he end up yeah. buying that Ecto two or not? I don't think so. No, I think it's uh, probably still in the stash. Damn it. I think I t- did. I tweet you a picture of that. Yeah, you did. You yeah. did. And I was really hoping he'd buy it, so I wouldn't have to. Like uh, I tweeted you a picture of it, and like you know. Like during the episode, he saw it and he's like, "Is that the Ecto 2? Yeah, I heard him talking about it. and I'm like, "Oh, that reminded me that it was still there." And, and at I no point did him, he commit to it, so it's like, "Ah." Yeah, I, I told him I think I have the Hot Wheels version. Like they came out with like the the uh, 
it's not the Tumblr. It was like the classic Bat. No, it was the DeLorean, and then they had the the Bat the Ecto One. Oh yeah, yeah. For Hot Wheels, for like little diecast cars, and I picked up a couple at Shoprite. Yeah, I've got an, I've got a, I think mine's an Ertl, um, uh, diecast, uh, like one eighteenth yeah. scale, and, and I love it. It's, it's yeah, this awesome. was like a Hot Wheels one. And I was just like, hey, Q, if you want that, you know, I, I think I paid ninety nine cents for it. You can have it. It's not like it's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's any skin off my nose, but you know, if you want to appreciate it, I picked them up because I figured they'd be collectible. Because you have the DeLorean and then you have the Ecto One. So right, right, right. Yeah, yeah my Ecto, my Ecto One sits right next to uh, my all three DeLoreans from oh. all three movies. Now, do you have the Ghost Trap still? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I okay. bought five of them and I kept one for myself. And the four that I sold, I made enough money to pay for mine that I bought, as well as the PKE meter that I bought before that. Oh. Now, uh, which PKE meter is that? Is that like the That's the Magic Collector one? There was the one they used. It was also in They Live, right? Um, was it? I know was... I saw it. I saw it pop up in a porno once. Yeah, I think there was one that they also <laughs> used in They Live as a communicator, but I think that was more like there's the one that you always saw in the cartoon series. Oh no, not that one. That no, was it's, like it's the squarish the, one. The, yeah, with the with the goofy uh, squiggly antenna out of the top of it, and it was blue. I, no, no, it it had the two the two feelers. But I think yeah, there yeah. was there was one more that they used in the movie that was like more streamlined and the the well in both in both Ghostbusters one and two they used the same the same body style the thing that changed was the order of the lights okay um and the display but otherwise it, it was made from an old shoe buffer um a shoe polisher uh, see I, what the, the housing was I love that because I have a an uh, I, I I said this once I once had a chance to buy for five bucks a an original, um, like the same exact, like a screen-used lightsaber. It was a, um, it was a flash made by a company named. Give me a second here. Uh, Graf Graflex. It was okay. a Graflex flash unit. Is what they used for the original uh, lightsaber hilt. And oh. all they did was add on like a a loop on the bottom, a little circuit board on the side, and rubber grips. And I had a chance to buy one for five bucks, and I turned it down. Oh, oh and brutal. The closest I found is like a – it's a Graflex flash unit, but it's a, a screw-on one. So it looks like the top of the flash unit, the top of the lightsaber unit with like the little like the little uh, tabs on the back end. Right. And it was like – you know, it's one of the things that I was like so upset that I never actually bought because it's like it, – but it's the whole – when they made movies back then, they just grabbed stuff off the shelf or that yep. looked cool and made made it made a prop out of it versus nowadays where they make the prop to order. Yeah, they'll actually machine the whatever they're doing. That it'll yeah. it'll be from scratch. Someone will design it and then they'll machine it. Um yeah. because it's so much cheaper to do now. You know, back yeah. then it was like we gotta find something that's already been manufactured. Yeah. Um but you can't even you can't find those shoe polishers anymore because I thought about making my own. And the um, same with the same with the Graflex units. You you try to find a Graflex three cell flash unit online and they're like a hundred bucks. And all yeah. they literally did was they they used two Poprovits. Like there was an episode of uh, Comic Book Man that had the the a lightsaber hilt, and I looked at it and I said, "Yeah, it's just from the second movie. It's not from the first because they used a different oh, the the rubber grips they used were like old um, they were old replacement um, windshield wiper inserts." Really. And and, yeah, exactly. And I guess that makes sense when you think about it. It's probably Vader's lightsaber then, because it has the no, like Luke's. three or four. Was yeah, it? Luke's lightsaber was a Graflex flash unit. They added a. They used two pop rivets, two pop rivets, a piece of steel, and a D ring to make the were attached on his belt. 
they added the rubber grips onto the the the, the base of the unit. You know, it's handholds. And then right. the difference was in the first one they used it was the LED display off of. No, I'm sorry. Okay, I can't remember which one it was. In one of the ones they used the LED the LED lights from an old calculator, and then in the, in the second one they or the first one they used a the gold like the connection strips from an old PC card into the same slot. And it's just it's it's something so basic. They literally just took something off the shelf. And glued it on. They, yeah, they yeah. glued stuff on, and that's your lightsaber hilt. And now the same piece that was like literally just would like, you know, sit in a box somewhere is worth a hundred dollars just alone. Right, because of cosplayers building stuff, and, and the demand for it is so much. Oh, better. I said if I picked up for five bucks that lightsaber hilt made from like original equipment, like I could just go to a con and just be like, "Hey, ladies, it's an official Graflex unit here," and just. <laughs> Just, just get all the the, the Star Wars cause trim, as it were. Uh, huh. Well, be, before we go, get them. Tell uh, tell people how they can get a hold of you on the internet. Uh, get them, Steve Dave on Twitter. Uh, get them, Steve Dave online. That's pretty much it. You know, get them, Steve Dave everywhere else. And and you can contact if if you can't find get them, you can you can shoot us an email, uh, misinformationpodcast at gmail and we'll get your uh, correspondence to him. Also, www.facebook.com uh, slash misinformationpodcast. Um, you can uh, check out my stand up comedy videos on YouTube. Just search for Zach Barclay comedy, which are great. What? No, thank you, they thank you. I, we, I don't get I don't get a lot of feedback on them, I've, so uh, I listen to them. So, oh, thank yes. you. I'm glad that you took an opportunity to check them out. So, uh, spread the wealth, everybody. Uh, check it out. Uh, we have broken uh, 200 likes on our Facebook page. Congratulations! So that's awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, now uh, we're setting our sights higher. So just please keep spreading the word. We we want to make this show. Uh, we want to continue to make this show, and uh, in order to do that, we need to have a listener base. So we appreciate all you who do listen. Uh, keep contacting us. Send us an email. We'll do a mailbag episode soon if we can get enough emails together. Uh, thank you, Gidham, for coming on. We really appreciate you, man. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, anytime. This has been episode 204 of Misinformation Podcast. With you, as always, I'm Zach. And I'm Eric. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Gidham. <laughs> oh, love you. Hostile you. You driving me crazy. You. Yeah, you can spoil my day, please don't ruin my night. You can spoil my day, please don't ruin my night. Yeah, you can spoil my day, please don't ruin my night. Now you, hostile you. Bothering me. What's wrong with Britney? Nothing wrong with Britney Spears posters. <laughs>